0: It's probably the most famous of all the biblical texts of Christmas. And the question simply is, how should we respond to the birth of Jesus Christ? I want to leave with you three thoughts. Hear well, make peace, and fear not. Hear well. If you look at the later part of the passage, Luke is talking about hearing. A bit further on from when Zachary read just now. It says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her hearts. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Luke is talking about hearing. They were praising God for all that they had heard and seen. And in Luke 17, in in verse 17, Luke says, They made known the saying, and then all who heard it wondered. They heard a message, they went and saw, they made known the saying. They spread the message that they had heard, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So we have stages here. The angels speak to the shepherds, the shepherds speak to everyone else, But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And Mary has not only heard these things from the shepherds, but from the angel as well. So Luke is telling us the importance of hearing well. How should we hear God's word? How should we respond? Two lessons in this little paragraph, very easy to miss. One is... Don't miss the ordinary way that the word of God comes to most people. The word of God comes to us in an ordinary way. The shepherd's got an angel. Everyone else got a shepherd. The shepherd's got an angel. The angel shows up and speaks. No problem to pay attention. When angels appear it is different. Unless you're so laid back. But normally they would get your attention with a glory and be knocked over. It's kind of hard not to notice when an angel is talking to you. But when an angel comes, no problem. But even though the shepherd's got an angel, everybody else just got a shepherd. And shepherds, as many of you would have known from attending Christmas services, they weren't scholars, they weren't justices of the peace, they weren't even soldiers. They were ordinary people. And they're the ones who come and give us the word. It reminds me of in the Bible, we see the authors of the Bible. We see Moses, Isaiah, Peter, Paul. We see the people who wrote the Bible. They had revelation, they saw angels, they had visions. It was hard not to pay attention. But we just get a book, which is God's word. And it's extremely easy to not pay much attention. It is hard, it is difficult. How many people have said, 1st of January, I'm going to start reading through the Bible. And they get as far as Leviticus 3 and then stop. So many New Year's resolutions die a death at maybe Leviticus 3 or maybe even earlier. It's hard not to pay. It's very hard to pay attention. A lot of it doesn't seem to make sense. You have to ask questions. You have to pay attention. You have to go back and back. The first point is that most of us get God's word in a very ordinary way. In ways that would be easy not to listen to. Mary heard from an angel in Luke 1. But here we're told in verse 19, Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. I love that Mary didn't say, do I have to listen to common shepherds? I normally talk to the angel Gabriel one-on-one. But not only did Mary listen to the angel, she listened to the shepherds too. She treasured and pondered them in her heart. And it's interesting that she not only asked it questions, but she let it ask her questions. That word for treasuring has much to do with emotions, the heart. Do you want to be like the crowd that just marvels and looks on? Or do you want to be like Mary? So hear well. Hear well. Ponder it in your heart. Secondly, there's peace. The angel, the multitude of the heavenly hosts said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When you grasp God's grace, you have peace with God. And Christians throw themselves utterly and only and totally on God's grace for salvation. Because even my good things are, so, are done for bad reasons. I need to be saved by grace. And when you own your brokenness, your helplessness, and you rest in what Jesus has done, you're at peace with God. And how much, how much our world needs peace today. It's chaotic. It's not at peace. But there is peace with God. By trusting in the Saviour who came. It's sealed with the blood of God's Son. Jesus Christ our Lord. You're at peace with God. And that's why Luke says grace and peace go together. Those on whom God's favour rests. Now have peace with God. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said that all his disciples are peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Peacemakers are people because they have peace with God. Because by the grace of God, they have admitted their sin. They've been changed. And when you go out into the world, you no longer have to keep face. You no longer have to protect your dignity you can swallow your pride christians are people who are at peace with god and they go out and be at peace with everyone else as they can hear well make peace and fear not the king james version says in verse 9 of luke 2 and lo the angel of the lord came upon them and the glory of the lord shone round about them And they were sore afraid. I love that. They were sore afraid. We don't write things like that anymore. But they were sore afraid. And the ESV, which we just read from, says they were filled with great fear. You've got phibio, which is the Greek word for fear. You've got mega, the Greek word for great. You've got megaphobic. They were megaphobic. They were terrified. The old English way of saying it, which I absolutely love, is they were sore afraid. And the angel comes and says, fear not. Fear not, for I give you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. When Adam and Eve were originally put in the paradise in the Garden of Eden, there was no fear. There was no fear. And if you had a perfect relationship with God, there would be no fear in your life. What are the things that we're afraid of? Well, oh, rejection, failure, failure. Are the government going to mess up Christmas? If you were completely filled with God's love, you wouldn't care what people thought of you. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't be afraid at all. We're afraid of the future. We're afraid of next week. We're afraid of possible circumstances. We're afraid of bad things happening. We're scared. We're scared of rejection and failure because we feel that we have to earn our self-worth. We can't control history. We can't control life. When things happen, we are freaked out because we realise we're not in control. Everywhere in the Bible where God shows up, his glory is revealed. People are terrified. In space fiction movies, E.T. or when Spaceman Show, I never watched E.T. by the way, people say, wow. But when God showed up, no one said, wow, they fell on their face. And my best way to explain that is with some illustrations. If you try and impersonate a policeman, you probably would be nervous. But if a real policeman showed up, you'd be petrified because you'd be exposed. If you're impersonating a rocket scientist at a party... Those things that we're not allowed to do. You would be nervous. And if a rocket scientist showed up, you'd be petrified. Because you wouldn't have a clue what to say. We can't stand our lives are filled with fear. And the angel says, fear not. Fear not. The solution is Christmas. A saviour is born who is Christ the Lord. A saviour is born at Christmas how can we trust him how do we get rid of the fear and the answer is that the baby born in the manger is the Lord the baby born in the manger is no human savior he is God himself on 12th of April 1961 and I can honestly say that was before I was born by a couple of months but the Russians put Yuri Gagarin into space And he orbited the earth once. Nikita Khrushchev was the leader of the Soviet Union at the time. And when he landed, the Soviets were bragging about this accomplishment. And Khrushchev said, we went into space and there was no God. We went to heaven, no one was at home. C.S. Lewis wrote a response to that. He said, looking for God or heaven by exploring space is like reading Shakespeare's play in the hope you'll find Shakespeare as one of the characters. If God created the universe, he created space-time, which which is to the universe as the meter is to a poem or the key is to music. To look for him as one item within the framework which he created is nonsensical. The only way that we'll ever know about God is not by going into space, but if he revealed himself. And that's what God did at Christmas. He came in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Dorothy Sayers wrote the Lord Peter Whimsy novels. I like them quite a lot, actually. And Dorothy Sayers was one of the first women to graduate from Oxford. And by her own account, she was not an attractive woman. And Whimsy was an aristocrat, a detective. He solved mysteries. You should really read them, they're really good. And halfway through the series, a woman appears, Harriet Vane. And Harriet, one of the first women to graduate from Oxford, she writes detective fiction. Getting the picture? She's not particularly attracted by her own by her own confession. And she and Peter fall in love. Get married, solve mysteries, and live happily ever after. And some people say, Dorothy Sayers looked into the world she created. She looked at the man she created and fell in love with him and wrote herself into the story. But the claim of Christmas is infinitely greater than that. Because God looked into the world that he had created. He saw the mess that we had made and he wrote himself into the real world and he came into the world as Jesus Christ and he came not to just embrace us but to die for us. Almighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace in the stable of Bethlehem. That's who the baby is. He laid aside his glory so we unimportant, undeserving people can have his glory forever. He gave up his peace so we can have everlasting peace. There was no room for him in the inn so we can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Behold, fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. Amen.